0: welcome to laundry room talk this podcast is hosted by your own corbin king and peyton mattingly two student managers from the lipscomb men's basketball program
1: we are really excited to be doing this podcast Uh, we had this idea a few months back um, to kind of share the world what being a student manager is like in the college basketball universe Uh, this podcast will kind of take you behind the scenes of a college basketball program through the eyes of a student manager and if you don't know what a student manager is Your first hint is to watch any college basketball game ever and look for the dudes in the khakis and polo running with stools and boards throughout timeouts. Um, That's not their only duties, of course. The main one is laundry, and that's why we are called Laundry Room Talk. Corbin, we've been managers now for two years. Um, What has been, you know, why, why did you start being a manager? What was your purpose behind it?
0: All right. Well, I started off, I played basketball all the way through high school, so I've always loved the game of basketball. After I graduated high school, I tried to try out for a JUCO at Rome State, and it didn't really work out, but I knew I wanted to stay into basketball. So I asked the head coach if I could do anything to help with the program, learn from them, just to stay with it. So I became a student assistant for two years there, and with JUCO, there's not many rules, so I was able to kind of get hands-on experience from the start. So I was able to go out, like, workout guys, go out recruiting trips, just learn firsthand
1: experience what a college basketball coach does. Yeah, so how does your experience at a JUCO college, now that you've had a little bit of uh, the D1 life in you, how does it change? What are some things you did, didn't do uh, at Roan State that you do now? Well, just
0: the life of Division One player, coach, manager, is totally different than anything at the JUCO. No, I line. bet. Yes, it's comes from like I was driving the own like our shuttle van. <laughs> whenever we were going on road trips, I was the one driving, doing laundry, everything I do here,
1: plus a lot more stuff. What about you? Yeah, so I I played uh, I played since I was young. Played in high school. Uh, thought about playing in college, um, but knew I wanted to get into coaching, just like you. Um, so look for, look for a student coach spot, a uh, possible walk on visit Lipscomb met with the, uh, the coaches, by the way, coaching staff at Lipscomb, uh, head coaches, uh, Lenny Acuff does a great job. One of the best coaches, most genuine people you ever meet in your life. Um, I met with him and, you know, he kind of gave me advice on to get into coaching, being a student coach would be the route to go and to stay in division one. Um, and that really enticed me, especially being here in Nashville, um, it's been, it's been a joy being here. So I wanted to get into coaching, um, and uh, you know I was almost kind of be ready to be done playing. So that's kind of what my process was um, getting here. So Corbin, being a manager at a JUCO, now you're coming into Division One. What were your expectations of being a manager in Division One level? Yeah, I kind of thought it was going to be very strict and kind
0: of uptight. Just being at a JUCO, like. If every pro, like every division, whether it be NAI, Division Three, Division Two, JUCO, D one, everybody's doing it for the same reason. Like you want to win, but I just there's always a dilemma with D one with it being so serious.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I was definitely nervous about that. I I expected the same thing. I kind of expected you know, coaches get mad at you. Just the basic stereotypes of what you know a, a manager would be. Um, and it just, it just really wasn't like that at all. It was almost a little too loose at first. And I felt like, uh, no matter what I did, it just, no, no one's going to get mad at me for it. Yeah. Um, no, I, ex- I expected the same thing. I know the one thing I expected and heard a lot about was laundry, mm-hmm. definitely laundry. And that's, we've definitely had our fair share of, of doing that. And, um, honestly, when we came in, we were the first two there. Yep. Um, we have three other, we had three other managers last year, um, I don't know if anyone wanted to get into coaching. A few want to do uh, things with other sports. Yeah. Um, but me and Corbin, two ones getting into coaching. We were first ones there, there for the first week. Um,
0: kind of got thrown into the fire. A little the bit. First week. A little <laughs> bit.
1: Uh, so Lipscomb, our basketball program, um, runs a very complex offense. If you ever watch us play or know anything about that. Um, we run the Princeton offense. And so it takes time to learn. And first memory that comes to mind was being in our practice gym, Quiddy.
0: The acoustics aren't very good in that, <laughs> gym,
1: So we can't hear anything. We're trying to learn. And um, we only have nine guys at the moment because, you know, COVID took guys out throughout the year. So they needed us to kind of be a fifth guy just for the start of a possession. And I don't know. I remember you. I'll let you tell the story. Having come into a ball screen and do all sorts of stuff. Okay. Um, with the lingo, I'll let you tell that story.
0: Yep. well, we started off the assistant coach, Coach Carroll. He's a very great offensive-minded coach. Well, he was running one of the workouts that we were doing, and it was probably our first or second workout we we got into. And he, we were running pin-down screens, and it was lingo from, like, our offense. We run the Princeton offense, and it was our first week. We don't know any of the terminology. <laughs> so he was naming off these terms, so we had no idea what we were doing.
1: But of course we're not gonna tell them, man. I mean yeah, of course. this is our first week. Yeah. We want to impress them. We'll yeah. be like, yeah, absolutely. I know what a I know what a Philly is. Let's go into a Philly right now.
0: Then whenever COVID, since we came in during COVID, and I had the pleasure, well, Peyton tested positive. No,
1: no, 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 no. See my roommate, uh, yeah. my roommate put me into into quarantine. Jason for listening, sorry about this. You know, I had quarantine, Jason comes in and tests positive. So I was out. Uh, so it was just Corbin. Yeah, second week for two weeks it was
0: just me running about two workouts back to back, plus the laundry every day. So I can definitely say the definitely was thrown in the fire the first three
1: weeks. Yeah, and McQuitty, the practice gym we're in, with everyone wearing masks, we didn't understand a word. I mean, it was it was just very uh very nerve wracking for us, and uh, we felt uh felt very lost and uh out of the loop on what was going on. I do remember Corbin and I's first real big thing was um, building a whiteboard
0: <laughs>
1: that in the instruction manual, everyone told us it would take 10 minutes. So we had to do, build a whiteboard. Like, oh, sure. Well, you know, we put out fires. We do, we do what they tell us to do. Mm-hmm. We were in the locker room building that whiteboard for what? Maybe two, two and a half hours. Yeah, pushing three. I mean, we, it was it's how we bonded, really. We didn't yep. really know each other. We spent a lot of quality time there. We got frustrated with each other. Yep. Um, it, was, it was definitely a hassle. And uh, that was kind of the first big, uh, big project we really worked on. So back to the topic of expectations. What was one thing that maybe you'd heard of about being a manager um, or like that interest you? One thing you were looking forward to about kind of getting your foot in the water being a coach and a student manager?
0: Yeah, I was mostly looking forward to kind of like get down synergy, like breaking down film more. Get my hands on that, and also trying to learn Photoshop. What about you, Peyton?
1: Yeah. Um, I say just kind of observing the coaching staff and how they go on a day-to-day basis, um, game prep, um, breaking down video, kind of learning more of that stuff that you do further on in your coaching career, getting set up for that. Um, that's kind of – and, I, you know, we've done a lot of that so far, which has been wonderful in our first you know, couple of years here. Um, I, I think know, another
0: thing that would be awesome just to get my hands on more is just to see how coaches evaluate players. Yeah. Because I, I can look at a kid and think that he would be great for our program, but I go and bring it up to one of the coaches and maybe <laughs> it's totally the opposite. I'm missing something totally out of it. You
1: know, They say no, and then you just feel like you don't know anything about basketball and yeah. you question every decision you've ever made about coaching. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's how it really goes.
1: And so I do remember we um, – that first summer before we even got on campus did anything. It, you know, um, they had a whole spreadsheet about recruits they were because this is during COVID. Yep. So they couldn't live recruit during the dead period, but they could watch um, live streams on Waller mm-hmm. TV and stuff and we would we would watch some of them and yep. you know record how many points or just tell them if they won and, and give a short evaluation. Now, to be honest, they never met us, so I don't know how much they really took as evaluations into account. Yeah. I felt like I was contributing. I don't know about Yeah, we
0: took that pretty seriously, but they could have just we were just taking stats down, and I don't know about Peyton, but my evaluation, <laughs> I put a lot of effort into that evaluation, but they probably were just looking to see how many points they scored <laughs> to give them a text, like if they won or something.
1: Yeah, it typically it would be like a like message or good evaluation. Yeah. You know, whether they would use that to say, yeah, well, we're not going to keep him or not. You know, I would—I think I'd try to look too hard into it. You know, if the guy just, like, didn't help a team, I'd be like, nah, cut yeah, got him. No, he's done. He's done. Maybe try a little. Try a little too hard about that, but that was um, that was kind of a good intro thing for us to Yeah, it?
0: yeah, and I think that kind of goes with being at a mid-major program where mm-hmm. we're at. We're still at a Division one program, so we're still getting Division one experience, Division one connections, but we're also at such a small program where we can get our hands on a lot of stuff. Right. Compared to a Power Five manager.
1: Right, and I meant to touch on that earlier. You know, one of the things I was looking for when I wanted to be a student assistant was a place where I wouldn't, I wouldn't just kind of blend in. I'd be able to jump in right away. And yeah. I feel like being at a smaller program, like I said, we only have five managers and me and the only ones to be coaches. So, you know, we're going to get more of those responsibilities early on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, keep building yeah. on that and keep building on that throughout our years. So uh, your favorite part, what was one thing you were uh, afraid of or nervous about coming in? Yeah, I think I was just
0: least looking forward to doing more of the normal student manager dirty work stuff.
1: Yeah, we've definitely had our, our fair share of that. You know, um, First thing that comes to mind is that closet we had to clean out oh, the first gosh. two weeks there. Yeah. There was this uh, there's this big closet in Allen Arena, and um, our old Dobo at the time asked us to clean that out. He said it was going to be a summer project, said it would take, take him about two or three weeks. and we finished in four hours yeah but it was messy i mean there was all sorts of things no books from the girls team from 2003 i mean it it was it was almost disgusting we we got it done it it definitely wasn't the you know the best day of our manager life Mm -hmm. you know laundry uh laundry every night um and having multiple managers helps you know we kind of split it up weekly um you know i've heard other managers some have a Laundry guy that does it every single night. Um, Some rotate every day. Uh, We thought a week would be better, just so it's easier to keep track of. And um, what other dirty work do we do? Ah, rebounding. Rebounding. Yep. Rebounding is um, rebounding is the worst thing I think that we do by far. I mean, I remember at first I was like, "Yeah, I'll come rebound for these guys." Yeah, it's kind of fun at first. Yeah, you know, (laughs) you get into it, and (laughs) then you don't do it for a while. You're like, "All right, you know, I
0: missed it." Then you get that late night text from a player, yep. come to the gym and rebound and you're in bed.
1: Always <laughs> it's always it's hard to get up on that one. Especially when we just started, you don't want to say no. No. Everything uh-huh. every, here's some little advice if you're gonna be a student manager. If you have been a student manager, you can probably relate to this. Your first few months there, the word no just doesn't exist. Yep. And probably throughout your entire time there. Everything they ask you to do, you're gonna be like, Yes, yes, I'll do, I'll do it. Cause you want you know you want to be liked. You wanna you wanna work your way up. Um, more about rebounding though. Rebounding for one player is not that bad. Two players, not that bad. Rebounding before and after practice, when there are six, seven, team. eight people shooting with each a ball, and you got seven balls flying at you, that's the worst experience. I mean, Corbin, that's
0: where it kind of comes down to where we hurt with only having five managers. Yeah,
1: that's where <laughs> that's we can where have we a few we more. Wish we had more. Yeah. I mean, how many headshots do you think you've taken in the first two years? Enough where I don't remember. No. <laughs> I know. Florida State, a few weeks ago, we're rebounding. And, you know, normally head shots come from a ball coming straight off the rim and nailing you in the head. This was a little bit of a friendly fire. One of our, our freshman managers, Declan, um, ball is flying everywhere. You don't know who's shooting them, so you're just you're throwing basketballs. And, I mean, he just launches one straight off my head. I mean, he walks up to me and just nails it right on my head, trying to get it at someone else. I had to sit down for like two minutes. Um and that's not the first time any of that's happened. But no, rebounding is um probably the most uh, tedious part of our job. I mean it's it's just I just feel like we're constantly rebounding. Yeah, over and over again. I don't know. What what, what other what other dirty work jobs have we done or do on a day to day basis? I think
0: just normal day to day practice stuff. Yeah. It's like our coach, Coach Acuff, we have spots on the court. Gotta have taped every day. We're running the clock during practice somebody's running film stat in each practice
1: Mm -hmm. towels wiping up the sweat that's i mean that's peak manager right there
0: if you just hear coach Acuff say all right come here somebody's (laughs) gotta grab that board and sprint to him in
1: his hands yeah that was kind of our job last year now uh will acuff his son who's a ga on the program kind of takes over for that you know, i you it's been kind of nice having Will around because you know if he messes up, it's it's yeah, it, it's just, it's like you know what, how bad can you know it's not gonna be yeah. that bad. And it's like I'd rather him mess up than you know yes. he, him get him, him yell at <laughs> us for anything. Yeah, um, yeah, no. Setting up practice before the tape is definitely the worst because uh, we got to take it up like every two or three days and mm-hmm. put it down. Um, and the worst thing about setting up for practice is we have to share since we're a smaller Division One school. We have a practice gym, we have a main gym. And um, so there's a little bit of overlap towards the beginning of our season and the off season where volleyball is in season, girls basketball is practicing and we're practicing. And there'll be times where we're, we have to wait for volleyball to get off and we have five minutes to get that tape, uh, that court taped, set up film, um, get everything set up and ready to go. And it's honestly, it's like a two minute drill. It's probably the most stressful time. I mean, there's been some times where we've had to move the goals.
0: Oh man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's definitely been some crazy experiences before practice. Yeah. So moving on from practice roles, what did you kind of expect your role in games to be like? Yeah,
0: well, I, it's like every manager can relate to this. It's like you, whenever you think of a manager in game, you think with a stool in their hand <laughs> and the board in the other. So, but with Lipscomb they've gave us the chance to take stats as well. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of – we're contributing more so.
1: We think. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> we, we think th- we are. could just be busy working. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, no, I remember my first game. It was in New Orleans. You were out, I think, yeah, for COVID. I was out with COVID. Um, Thanksgiving. First college basketball game I've ever been a part of. And I was the only one on the bench. And we had five stools, all these water bottles. So it was just me. Um getting five stools out every media timeout. I mean, it was frantic. It I, I felt like a pit crew for a second. I
0: don't think it was just you. Somebody contributed big in that one. And his name is Will Ness. That's
1: true. Will Ness, we have the best trainer in the country. Um, he is always on top of it. He helps drink timeouts. He gets stools, water bottles, towels. I mean, he is a manager's trainer yes. dream. He is the best. Big shout out to Will Ness. Um that dude, I think he won what Tennessee trainer, the of the year, trainer yeah. of the year. He's uh, he's he's the real deal. But anyway, I mean, it was thrown into the fire completely, and I I had no idea what to expect. They just kind of told me to do it, and it was it was it was quite nerve-wracking. And, and road trips, especially um, as a smaller school, you know, at your JUCO, a mm-hmm. bus, pretty much you'll ever fly. In JUCO? No,
0: we never flew. Uh, it's like if we were. T- Going to Florida, or Missouri, or wherever, we're shuttling. We're taking a bus.
1: Yeah, I mean the only time we fly is if really we're going to Florida or when we flew to New Orleans. I mean we're sitting here, we're doing this podcast right now in Florida. We had a, a flight this morning, yep. and it was only about forty minutes, but it'd been about a ten hour drive. Um, so it's not school. We don't have those charter flights. We kind of we got to get on uh, get on Southwest and take a flight over to Florida or wherever we go. Um, But they're hectic. What what do you you prefer? Do you you like driving or flying? I like
0: time-wise flight, but as a manager, I like taking the bus Mm -hmm. just because it's so hectic. Getting everything, make sure everything weighs just the right amount where you don't have to pay any more fees. Mm -hmm. Getting it off. But yeah, just buses. It's just loaded up, and whenever you get there, you take it off. It's way much easier. Yeah,
1: so this will be our first manager poll if you're on Spotify. Look out for this poll. Do you prefer flying or driving to away games? we'll have a section where we can give a reason why also. I, I'm I'm agree with you. I like driving. Um, specifically because when we take a lot, you know, flights you gotta limit to fifty pounds per bag and you 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 don't have a bunch of storage. And so buses you can kinda just make sure everything's at the bottom of the bus, put stuff on the bus, and it's just easier to get things on and off.
0: Another big thing is bringing Gatorades, like Ooh. drinks, food. You don't can't bring any of that stuff on the flight, so whenever you're on a bus, you can go ahead and
1: load all that stuff up. Yeah, when we uh, whenever we get to road trips, they fly places, there's a Walmart trip about ten minutes after we get back to the hotel, and we buy in bulk. You know I remember first thing comes my conference tournament last year in Florida. Um, we bought <laughs> fifteen packs of Gatorades, probably eight packs of waters, all stored in our room. bunch of snacks. Unfortunately, we um, we lost in the first round, so we're stuck with all these Gatorades and had no idea what to do with them. Luckily, we drove back, so we kind of get rid of them. But um, you know, road trips are road trips are definitely pretty pretty chaotic, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. So, Corbin, tell me tell me about your road experience. I think it was Cincinnati. Yep. Yeah,
0: my first road trip was pretty bumpy, <laughs> to be honest, because we left something very important into the hotel. And what would that be, Peyton? That was
1: our iPad, which, oddly enough, we had just been given a lecture. Yeah. About a week before, we were told, "This is your baby. Do not lose this iPad. All of our stuff is on this. This is how we record practices, games. All our huddle stuff is on there." So we got to the arena,
0: and we find out we lost it. So we're figuring it's back in the hotel room, hopefully. So we get our bus driver and don't tell anybody. We don't tell anybody we left it. (laughs) So we hop on the bus. And come back with it like nobody ever knew.
1: And no one did know. No. Which till now.
0: Which till kind of, now they Which, which kinda of worries
1: me a little bit. Like Yeah, how, that's true. They didn't know we were gone and I mean warm ups is kind of our time to time to do stuff. And what's scary about that is we left the iPad at the hotel and we were not going back to the hotel after the game. Okay. So it was either go back and get it or wait till we got back to Nashville <laughs> to tell everyone. Yeah. Which was uh just pretty uh Pretty scary for one of our first road games. Yeah, already might, losing something. Yeah,
0: we might not have been going on many other road trips after that. <laughs> no,
1: that that could have been it. That definitely could Could have been it. Well, Corbin, I think that's probably about all the time we have for episode one. Um, if you are listening, thank you for listening. I'm looking for a new episode coming out in next few days, maybe yeah, next, baby, days, no next week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, Talk Laundry. Um, Be sure to follow, like our podcast on Spotify, tell your friends. Um, We'd love to have more viewership. If you are a current manager, form manager, coach, or you just love basketball and would love to be on this podcast, we would love to talk to you. Um, Love to have you on. Reach out to us on Twitter. Um, Or if you you know us, feel free to contact us individually. Um, Until then, thank you for listening. And go Bison.